0: O Lord, may your word only be spoken and may your word only be heard in the name of Jesus Christ, the living word. Amen. Amen. A number of years ago, my wife Jamie and I went out with some friends in the middle of the night on a little bit of a search party. It was a late fall night, very cold, and we'd heard that there was going to be a meteor shower. And so we bundled up and we tromped through the crunchy leaves and through the bare trees to a clear spot near to where we lived, as far as we could get from artificial light. It was very, very cold and very dark. We huddled together, some of us standing, some of us sitting, some of us lying down, each focusing on a different part of the sky. And when we saw one, we'd point and say, Look over there, there's one over there. Or look, back behind you, Jamie, over there. And so forth. We made kind of a comical picture there in the dark, intermittent shouting, pointing, shivering, rubbing. But we all had a mission. And that was to see the mediums. And we saw them. We did. But it was very unpredictable business. It required peering steadily, quietly, well not so quietly sometimes, patiently anyway, into the darkness. And relying on our peripheral vision and one another's sight and one another's willingness to share our discoveries. Now, I don't know about you, but it's easy for me at this time to be more aware of darkness than of light. As we heard this morning in our forum, Kathy Mann so eloquently presented, we are in a dark time economically. It's no surprise to you. And if we take an honest look at our own lives, there are probably some dark spots in our own being that are in need of healing. And of reconciliation. And I'm sure for me, I know for me, and perhaps for you also, just the simple rhythm of the sun. The day is getting shorter and shorter. The night is getting longer and longer. So in the northern hemisphere, just the natural rhythms of nature combine to reinforce the sense of darkness. We need light. And we need help to find it. John the Baptist, whom we met last week, wearing camel skins and leather and eating bugs and honey. He's our scriptural lodestar. In our lives today, no less than in the first century, John points away from himself and directs our attention to the one who is light in the darkness, which is to say Jesus and just as the delegation that questions John about Jesus is clueless about who and where Jesus is, so often, I believe, we are often just as clueless as to where to find Jesus in our lives. As, Jesus, as John says to the visiting piety brigade who asks him, Who are you? John says to them and to us, Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. Among you stands one whom you do not see, the one who is coming after me. Jean-Pierre de Cassade, a French Jesuit who lived in the 1700s, coined a wonderful phrase for this truth, that God is always among us, even if we aren't aware of that presence, that light Is always present, is always present. And he named it the sacrament of the present moment. In the Episcopal Catechism, in the back of your prayer book, we do have a catechism in the Episcopal Church. It's in the back of your prayer book. A sacrament is defined as an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace given by Christ as a sure and certain means by which we receive that grace now in the Anglican tradition baptism and Eucharist are the most important sacraments because as part of our Protestant heritage we try to stick to those sacraments that are most closely related to Jesus's life according to the Bible our Roman Catholic sisters and brothers add a few more but in the Anglican tradition Firmly rooted, I think, in our Anglican tradition is the idea that all of life is deeply sacramental. All of life, all of the created order, all of our relationships with the created order and with one another, all of this constantly contains the possibility of seeing God's grace at work. God's unmerited, unearned, consoling, and strengthening power at work within us and through us. I like how the writer Frederick Buechner puts it. He says, Needless to say, church isn't the only place where holy things happen. Sacramental moments can occur at any moment, any place, to anybody, watching someone be born, or a high school graduation, somebody coming to see you when you're sick. A meal with someone you love, looking into a stranger's eyes and finding out she's not such a stranger after all. If we weren't blind as bats, we might see that life itself is sacramental. That's how Frederick Buechner puts it. And I think that's what Paul is driving at in the portion of his letter to the church in Thessalonica that we heard this morning. His words to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, hold fast to what is good. These are all other ways of saying, seek God in the present moment. And Paul was no Pollyanna. He was no seeing light where there was none. He was no stranger to hardship. Throughout the course of his ministry, he was jailed and beaten and shipwrecked and stoned and starved and whipped and abandoned for the sake of the gospel and of course he was finally executed in Rome during the reign of Nero he knew something about hardship and he also knew something about finding God in the present moment now interestingly it may be counterintuitive to counterintuitive to some of us but one of the ways I think we're able to find God in the present to see the power and action of God in our present is by looking to the past the memory of a time when we were lifted up when we were uh, saved from heartache or delivered from some kind of danger or strengthened in some kind of moment of need these are things that remind us of the presence of God in the moment we can say wait a minute I've been here before I've been here before. I can get through this. With God's help, I, we, can get through this. We can do it again. And I think it's the the role and power of memory, bringing God to the present, that's what's happening in our psalm and in the passage from Isaiah this morning. It's not clear exactly what the precise historical context of the psalm is. One possibility is that it's the years immediately following the return to Jerusalem, of the descendants of Jews who were displaced in the Babylonian captivity in the 6th century before Christ. It's much clearer in the Isaiah passage that that is the historical period that the prophet is addressing. Faced with the massive task of rebuilding the temple, of repairing and reconciling the torn social and economic fabric of Jerusalem, the psalmist and Isaiah look back To a previous time of rescue and revival. A time when God had done great things for them. Things so great that all the nations were talking about them. They look backward to find the strength and presence and light and power of God then. So they can feel it and know it and trust it now. And Isaiah couldn't be any clearer. He says the spirit of the Lord is upon him to bring comfort and gladness to a broken hearted people. He tells the people of Israel, you shall build up the ancient ruins. You shall repair the ruined cities. God will renew an everlasting covenant with you. And your righteousness and praise will spring up before the nations. Now, though we're not in the 6th century before Christ in Palestine I think we do share quite a lot with our ancestors in faith we want to know where is God among us where is the light in my darkness in our darkness and I'm gathering it's one of the reasons why you and I come to church each week though some of us might not put it this way we come to get help to find the presence and light and power of God in our lives right now but it's like trying to find meteors in the dark it can be unpredictable it requires steadiness and patience and reliance on one another and one another's generosity in order to see where God is at work I hope that today our ancestors and brothers and sisters in the faith Jean-Pierre and Fred Buechner and John the Baptist and Paul and Isaiah and the psalmist I hope that them, that they speaking through the ages across the centuries through time sharing their insights and experience I hope they can help us see the light the sacrament in our midst that light that presence that darkness cannot overcome Amen.